Hey Night Owls, welcome to Isn't Past Your Bedtime. I'm Krista. And I'm Rachel. And it is officially Halloween. Nope, it's October, not Halloween. Why do It's basically so- the same thing. <laughs> like, honestly, like October Halloween, equals boys. Halloween. <laughs> you're, spooky, you're so excited. It's spooky season, okay? So it's good enough. It is close enough. And the best month ever. I know. I'm so excited. The temperature is going down. It's chilly season again. Soup season. It was foggy this morning. <gasps> And I didn't expect that. I was like, Nebraska gets fog? Apparently I don't know why so. I didn't think that. But, you I don't know. know. I mean, we also learned they have caves and bats. So anybody out there Only listening four. who doesn't live in Nebraska or know things, they do have caves and they do have bats. We learned that. <laughs> so <laughs> anyways, going to dive right in. We are doing magical realism this episode. So like not super high fantasy and like elves and stuff, but like something that could maybe actually kind of happen, I guess. Magic IRL exactly um mine i feel was like nail on the head on that topic like there was like i when i started yeah. it at some point i was like where's the magic coming in like what is kind of going on like it was a slow burn it was awesome so i did the change by kirsten miller um the little oh. tagline is it's not over it's time Ooh, yeah. so spooky. i know right so it takes place in this like east coast smallish town um they're like right on the water they have a gated community where like bajillionaires live um and then there's like the rest of the people and honestly i can't remember the name of the town the rest of the people there's billionaires (laughs) and then there's the rest of us we actually very rarely deal with the billionaires it's mainly focused on the other people um there's like a hoa that's stupid dumb and hoity toy and all the things yeah gross don't do it if you're winning sorry if you're on the board rethink your lives anyways so our three main characters which of course all of a sudden i'm like blanking on their names are nessa harriet and joe and so nessa, like nessa, from wicked i don't know i've never seen or read Wicked. it's, it's her sister anyways continue oh, yeah so um it kind of starts off and doesn't i guess it doesn't really matter what order i tell you this so they all have different kind of gifts that they slowly grow into and accept throughout the book so nessa has um it's called the gift basically and it runs in her family every generation one female and one like girl in her family is given this gift and then they go and they spend the like summer when they're 12 with their grandma or whatever who lives like over in like a swamp or something like that basically what it is is the dead can speak to you but it's not just all of the dead only those who haven't passed on because they need somebody to find their body so like she is the one who finds it like she's 12 years old they're like oh it's you she doesn't really know what's going on she doesn't really want to go like she has like friends that she wants to spend her summer with Mm -hmm. Um, and they're like nope you got to go to your grandma's and so she goes and all of a sudden she like can hear this like whispering and she's like kind of freaking out a little bit and her grandma's like you can hear it can't you and so they go like in the middle of the night and they just start walking just the two of them and they find i can't remember how long they walk but they walk it's called four miles or something like as that. much walking and they end up finding this gal who has been this child i think she's maybe 16 17 something like that this girl who has been sexually assaulted and killed and like left in a the swamp basically. wow i did not see that coming okay yeah. all yeah. right and so and then she can like see the ghost and the grandma is like you see her and she's like yeah and it's like that's because she's like waiting like somebody needs to remember this girl and so then like the ghost so they're kind like, of, like seers kind of so like any and it's i guess the only ones we hear about are girls but 
nothing's to say that maybe they didn't specifically say it couldn't be like a boy but it's all girls basically are all the ones we've heard of um but it's all of them who have been like killed in some way and hidden away and somebody and there nobody knows that their body is there Mm -hmm. like they're kind of still stuck here because somebody needs to deal with them and like no one either knows doesn't know who they are or who killed them or what's going on um so this family just like helps ghosts basically but yeah and so they go and she's like oh we got to go tell this woman who lives literally in the middle of a swamp that you have to like only like one guy will like take the boat out there that's a witch oh absolutely she's a witch (laughs) yeah they do they say yeah they say like whispered tones but her grandma is like i'll go talk to her and they figure out like who the man is who did this and they deal with him in whichever way you want to picture that oh the person did the murdering yes yes the person who did the sexual assaulting and the murdering is being dealt with in a way that you know witches are going to deal with so they're like karma bringers Mm -hmm. yeah because they i think like how they kind of phrase it is that they're like these are girls who like were killed and hidden and the people who did this to them are going to get away with it like we need to do our part to help but they also explain that you sort of get this power when you're young like right about puberty time but then you have to go and you have to live your life you've got to get you're gonna get a job and you're gonna make a family imagine just like living a normal life knowing that you can see this stuff like oh my god imagine it like tucks away like your gift kind of like goes and gets tucked away because you're you it knows that you need to raise this family and you need to do these things and so then like once you get closer to menopause because all of these women are like right around menopause like premenopausal menopausal age huh so like once you're there then it's like okay now you have the time and the means and the resources to help these girls so then it like comes back so you get the gift at a young age i'm like this is complicated more Mm -hmm. complicated than most like witchy stories or whatever because i was thinking at first like practical magic like right where Mm -hmm. like as you come of age you just have this power but it Mm -hmm. sounds like you get it and then it becomes kind of dormant yeah until like you're at an age where you can dedicate yourself to it exactly yeah so you get it you Mm. go and you learn about it and then yeah then it just stays dormant and then yeah once you can actually use it how it's needed then it comes back so that's nessa and um she is her husband died like 15 ish years ago or something like that she's never been with another man never even wanted to be with another man like loves her husband everything like that and has twin girls that are in their freshman year at college okay and so like they kind of just left so like that's her thing and then joe is our other one so she worked in some sort of business something or other and like wanted to do something i can't remember how it brought, got brought up but basically she like quits her job and opens a women's only gym because there's like a super hoity-toity gym on the island where like you're wearing mm-hmm. your matching sets and nobody's actually breaking a sweat or right. if you want to actually like go get your anger out and like hit a boxing, boxing. thingamabobber <laughs> you have to drive like 20 30 minutes out of town to go to like some kind of crappy gym like like YMC like a rundown YMCA type like I know there's some really good YMCAs okay. out there so not hating on that like but a sad YMCA Got exactly it. like one that's pretty rundown and so she's like no she's like we're gonna open and she calls it I think what is it it's like fierce gym or something like that um and so she like is gonna do this so she opens it up it's women only um and it's like they can actually do all that because like inside of her is this like boiling rage where she's like literally physically hot like she thought it was just like her menopause but like she like melts angry a, melts a pen in her hand at one point and another time she like 
grabs this big old bodyguard dude like by the throat and throws it like it's wall and like punches a hole in the wall next to him and, like, and this she, is when her magic's like coming back as she's gotten older so she is different so only nessa has that kind of magic oh yeah, I they all have no thing. they okay. all have different things yeah so her so nessa is she has like the gift and then which i can't remember exactly what they call it and then joe okay. is the like the protector so she oh. has like kind of like the strength and she can like do all these other things um and then so she's married and she has like a 11 year old or something like that and like her husband kind of tries to be like oh really should you be doing this and she's like yes this is what i'm supposed to do and he's like all right do okay. it like supportive love it and then love the last that. one is um harriet and so she was an ad exec for like her whole career she worked in advertising and she was supposed to get this big promotion she was going to be like the vp it was going to be this whole for no i think she was to be the president like she was going to get it and then of course they come and they give it to like his college buddy that he like played the cross with and so she's angry obviously mm-hmm. and then she also like finds out at the same time her husband has been sleeping around with his like secretary type of person i'd be pissed too secretary yeah and so they like had like this immaculate home with the hoa all these things and so he's like i'm gonna go live with her because she wants a baby and like harriet never wanted a baby <gasps> and like he didn't want a baby they both were like team no baby and now and like he's like it's just because he met someone young who wants one so he's like sure yeah exactly oh we have to go do this and then she's like well that's the thing yeah. with harriet is that she was like even when she's explaining she's like i just didn't care to fight anymore like okay fine like, go. whatever and so she like and they were like at some party and like you hear like you tell that the story kind of goes like through like other people seeing her and then mm. you get the backstory so i'm more just giving the backstory because i think that just lends more to how the story is going to go and it's not really giving yeah. anything away but so no. she like ends up home one day it's like pouring down rain she's like taking her heels off and is like walking in the rain and that's like the sad depressing story that people are telling about her um that is sad but then, yeah but then her house starts like totally growing over with weeds like the landscapers have not been there in like two or three months or something like that no one's seen her the kids are like oh she's dead and her cats ate her she's dead and, like because no one's seen her oh my yeah, god and, like, everyone is saying that she's a witch and then like this hoa guy like the president of the hoa like a man who really thinks he's important or whatever is literally the best description of this character um i have a neighbor like that yeah exactly and so he like herniated a disc or something like that and he was out on medley for like four months and so okay. he couldn't be he wasn't holding up his presidential hoa duties so he finally comes back and he like lives across the street from harriet and is like how come no one has done it and he's like i'm gonna go over there and talk to her and so that's like the final time and he's like hey you're gonna start fi- fix and carry your lawn oh, or i'm gonna find i'm gonna find you and she was like no i'm not because turns out she was like because their house was built before the subdivision she's like my house predates your hoa my husband volunt- my ex-husband voluntarily mm-hmm. signed us into it she's like this house is now mine and i'm not doing that anymore i didn't do this and so like and of course he's all angry and shit Queen. and like there's like he had like t- convinced like the vp of the hoa or whatever to go because basically most hoa are like um were or stay-at-home moms who kind of like need something to do and feel like that they always like, are yeah and it's more like the social aspect and also like they don't necessarily care about the houses they're like yeah the men folk care and they're the ones who are mowing and paying for it we just want something Mm. to do but like the president man does not like that at all and so he's like come on susie i can't remember her name come on and she was like i don't know and harriet's like i think you'd have more fun if you stayed here and he was like come on and she's like 
So finally she says no. So like most of the, a lot of this book, Hall has Good this like her. undercurrents of just like women finally saying fuck no to the men in their lives. Like, like, no, I'm not gonna put up with your bullshit just because I've done it for the last however many years. Like don't have to do that anymore. Yeah, like I can stand up for myself. And like Joe does that a little bit with her husband, and then her husband finally like has a little click of like, oh shit. Yeah, no, I need to support you. Like, so that's good. Not all of the men are crap in the book, but there are definitely like that. some that are totally shit. Um, but yeah, so that's so she like her whole yard just goes crazy. She starts getting she's like getting deliveries every single day from Amazon and stuff, and then they just like disappear in the middle of the night. Obviously, into the house, but people are like they're just gone in the middle of the night. No one sees her. That's how packages work. Crazy. But basically, what it is is she's like getting all these books on like plants and things like that and so she's becoming a witch like she knows how to like make whatever little concoction she can cure your hangover or like women start coming to her with like whatever ailments they have um this really terrible weed starts growing in the hoa president guy's lawn and he cannot get rid of it no matter what he does and it just takes over magic lawn yeah exactly um so she's basically like oh did a man spite you i got something for you um there's like rashes like men who've been having an affairs are all of a sudden having rashes that are slowly taking over their entire body starting i think they call those stds yeah but these are like really obvious (laughs) to everyone around you oh yeah i know (laughs) yeah and so then the men are coming like begging her like oh my gosh give me something and she's like i don't know what you're talking about i can't help you yeah like i i didn't think that why would that happen to your body i don't know i mean i guess if you weren't like a cheating piece of shit maybe go away gosh Um, karma yeah so that all happens it's kind of like a weird roundabout way how these like three women all get connected like they kind of all know of each other because it's not a huge town um so they're not like family no they're not family they weren't even friends in the beginning of the book like, oh yeah. i thought maybe it was like a family just nope. like okay all totally different women so roundabout ways they end up getting connected and at one point nessa is like hey this is gonna sound really crazy um but like the dead talk to me and there's this girl calling and i think we should go figure out what's going on and my favorite part is they're all like huh okay well all right then yeah yes i was hoping that was a response i was like i hope everyone's like cool on board yeah if you say that you can do that and so she goes and they like find this gal who has been like raped and killed and is in like a horrible black trash bag off the side of this like random little path and so they like obviously call the police and like at this point nessa is like well i should probably tell them that like i can see her ghost because she hadn't she didn't want to like lay it on too thick you know so it's like knows- both my favorite power and my least favorite power like i can't imagine having to deal with that all the time but also like how like vindicating to be like i can actually like bring justice to mm-hmm. you. yeah this poor gal it like takes a while that's what most of the book is about is like figuring out what's really going on mm-hmm. um and so it's her but then she like looks out and there's like two other gals and like girls children like 15 16 children standing also in the water like they're like above the water so it's like oh, oh no. their bodies are clearly out at sea like what am i gonna do how am i gonna help them um and her like grandma had like made sure she was like you need to like start taking art classes she's like you don't need to like be amazing and the next greatest artist but you do need to be able to sketch a person because like you need like you can't just explain oh, to somebody that's a good point. Girl. yeah so they like draw up and like send it out like hey does anyone know who this girl is da, 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 da. drawing and people so, is hard too yeah so they do that they like send it out does anyone know they don't hear like anything from this girl there's another one that they see that like somebody comes up um that like would be your quote-unquote like white trash person like trailer park like 
quote unquote i'm not saying that because it is like when you like learn her background and you totally see like how the fuck she ended up where she is but that's mm-hmm. how like the shitty people of this town have described this woman and when she right. comes up and she's like hey i see that i heard that like you've like found like children like you did you find my baby like do you know where my daughter is she ran they say she ran away but like she was she was like she was a good girl she didn't do drugs like she was trying to get a job she was gonna help us get out of here she's a good girl she didn't run away but of course the shitty fucking sheriff is like oh no she ran away and it's the like police why? never believe it they're like why oh, would she so why would she have run away like nothing is wrong with this girl she's by all accounts a happy girl and nessa's like no i'm sorry it wasn't your baby that's not who i saw and then she's like telling her kids about it because her kids know like so her kids didn't it ended up being going to like to a cousin is who that generation got um, mm-hmm. and they're like oh my gosh mama like what about this girl and like rattles it off and she looks up the picture on like facebook the thing and it's like that's her and then but then all of a sudden that mom's and like it's like the mom the dad is in prison for meth or something and but like two little boys they're just gone the next day like she's supposed to like pick her up at like 7 p.m after work and she just never shows up to work so in the span mm-hmm. of like six hours she's just gone and so you're like okay something suspicious is going on here what is happening definitely weird yeah um they end up getting somebody who like come forwards who like claims to be the girl's mother the first girl but like not quite questioning what that's going on and so there's Mm -hmm. basically the rest of the book is them trying to figure out who these girls are who these three girls are um and like what is actually going on like who is a serial killer on this in this tiny little town because at this point it's three so it's a serial killer the cops cops absolutely do not believe them um but like in a way that you're like mm, like they're not just bad small town sheriffs like are they in on it are they not like they know Ooh. something that they shouldn't know like at least one of them one of them is like he's good he transferred over he's different he wants to help but like he's not involved yeah but like some of them you're like i feel like you know something or you're just so shitting in place and at your job like which one is it um and then but yeah so like as it like builds and grows they like come more accepting of their power they slowly start telling a couple other women about it because they're like oh we like need their help and like at first they wanted to only keep the power to so the three of them like they didn't want to like you know out here like say i'm not crazy and everything but every time they tell another woman they go okay yeah sure they like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like i i love i think that was probably like one of my favorite things in the whole book is that they're just like if you say that is i'm gonna believe you and i'm not even gonna question it um and so like they end up having to like go to a party over at like the billionaires era and like figuring things out there and like one of the really shitty sleazy guys is like allergic to bees and so harriet like drops these seeds that like you're gonna grow a plant that like brings bees i don't know it's crazy um how the book ended one trillion percent did not see coming didn't even uh, okay did not even guess that that was actually what was happening to the girls uh no guesses at who was involved like at one point there was one character where i was like i feel like this person is gonna somehow be involved but then it kept going and i was like okay no i think that they're a good person and they're, maybe they're not actually involved like so uh. they kind of like put you on the fence like some people you're like yeah you definitely had something to do with this and then some they kind of like trick you but like how it ended like a lot like, of red herrings mm-hmm. there was like because the other thing here is like nessa is like saying randomly that like there's a lot of voices like more than just these three girls because at one point they like one of the girls goes um she runs off and the other girls the ghosts the ghosts go away um but she's like still like getting these like migraines right because like there's so many of these girls so you're like okay there are a lot of dead bodies in that water what is going on like or somewhere around because she's hearing so many voices so it like has to be so you're like okay this has to be a big thing like what is actually happening oh my gosh it was amazing i I have so many questions i read this book in one day 
like and it's like it a kind of it's kind of a chunky book like it's like almost 500 pages like oh dang i Look had to know what was gonna happen like where in the world is this going where are you taking me what adventure are we going on all of it was amazing a lot of the review not a lot but a good chunk of the reviews talk about like how it's just like a man-hating feminist book and i would disagree it's not man-hating it's just like women not putting up with shitty men anymore like oh you're like <sighs> like they're like oh harriet hates her husband and i'm like first off harriet will be the first to tell you she doesn't hate her husband because she doesn't care enough about him anymore like she has like written him off as a like tiny little boy child who like oh wanted to go like stick his dick in some other young thing okay sure move along like difference is not the same as hate but people take them as the same thing often yes exactly and that's what it is like she's just at the point where she's like i don't care over it to like be angry like why am i going to give you any more of my energy or my thought or my time because like i feel it it doesn't even matter (laughs) um so it's definitely not man hating it's just like women not putting up with the shit anymore and not like letting some like and just because you're the sheriff doesn't mean i have to listen to you because you're like you're wrong like Something is going on here and I'm not going to stop looking just because you told me kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So if you are on the fence about reading the book because of those reviews, still give it a try. I think it'd be like five out of five. I don't know if I already said that, but it was amazing. I was like, well, I was about to ask yeah. what your rating was. I yeah. was like, I think she'll get to it. Yeah, I'll read it again. Five like I would absolutely read it again because okay. I, I feel like a second read, there'll be other things that happened earlier on that I missed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Super wow. Good. That sounds really good. Uh, Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. pumped about it. I think ours have some similarities, although I'm not going to lie. As soon as you said Nessa, my brain is just playing popular from Wicked over <laughs> and over again. So I'm sure I miss some stuff. That's um, all right. You'll just have to read the book yeah. yourself or listen to it. Yeah, that's fine. I don't want to know all the things anyway. Not that exactly. you gave me all of them. You gave me a great amount of information for me to be more curious, which I love. Mm-hmm. That's what I was hoping for. Um, okay. So I picked Crackle by Rachel Harrison. I did not read it in a day. I actually listened to it. I started it like a month ago and it was really good, but then I got really busy with like moving and stuff and it just Mm. didn't circle back around because we had other, other things to listen to. Um, but, uh, I'm like, where do I even start? (laughs) So I guess I'll just start with main characters. So the main character of this story is Annie. Annie has been in a long-term relationship with her boyfriend since college and he breaks up with her and she is feeling very untethered. Annie is a school teacher who lives in New York city. And, um, when her and her boyfriend, Sam break up, they kind of, I mean, they're living together. They've been together for like eight years. Mm -hmm. Um, so they kind of take turns, like who sleeps on the futon and like, that's not really a life, you know, At, at some point you have to, you have to divide, you have to go, go your own separate ways. So she accepts a job um, upstate in New York in like a smaller town. So she's thinking like, I'll get away, like I'll, I'll, I'll start a new life. But Annie's big issue, which oh, I felt attacked, was that like, <laughs> she's like, I've never known like what to do with myself if it wasn't like for a man. Mm, <laughs> like fair. it's yep. such a bad thing. Like it's something <laughs> it took me a long time to figure out too. Like sometimes you don't know who you are without like someone else's validation and like that's valid and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But like it's it's a hard thing to deal with in your late 20s. Yeah. Um so Annie is like, well this is fine. This is an opportunity. Like I'm going to do my best. Like she's absolutely heartbroken. She throughout most of the book is like as soon as he says that he wants me back I'm going back like I know I'm going back and she knows it about herself but she doesn't love it about herself Mm -hmm. like she knows that that's not who she wants to be and that's not how it's supposed to be but she just doesn't know how else to be yeah so Annie before she moves to New York and I love a foreshadowing 
Um, her and her closest friend that she currently works with, they go to see a psychic for uh, like Annie's birthday. And mm -hmm. the psychic like gives Annie a super weird reading, basically saying that like she sees something dark in her future. And it's like, hmm. Okay. Right? Right? So Annie kind of just like brushes it off or whatever. Like, hmm, no big deal. It's not like super relevant, but it kind of is. So I thought I'd bring it up. Um, so Annie goes and she goes to this small town and like, it's very cute. She's got like a cute little house that she's renting. But like when she gets there, she realizes there's like spiders all over the room that she's renting. Like it's a little more rundown than she anticipated. I mean, what do you expect when you get a few pictures and it looks real cutesy and cottagey, mm -hmm. you know, like yeah, pretty typical. Cottage yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> it's like supposed to be like a cottage kind of. Um, but she's like, it's fine. I'm going to make the best of this. Like, this is a really good opportunity for me to like become who I want to be and like figure out who I am on my own. And if Sam comes back to me, then he comes back to me and we'll yeah. see how that goes. Ooh. So like, she does continue to like reach out to him and contact him and that kind of thing. He's not super responsive. Um, but this story is really focused more around her empowerment than Sam anyways, even though he mm -hmm. does continue to, to crop in and out. So the first day that Annie goes into town, she goes into a wine bar because Annie at this point in her life has no significant other. She's got a job that's stable. Like she's a settled human being, but now she's decided she's just going to drink in her free time. And that's sure not amazing, but you know, also mm -hmm. fine. Also um, the first step, like eventually do that. She's then you a maybe... functional human being. Yeah, so it's you, not that big of a you deal. You can go find a hobby, not booze related afterwards. Yeah. But you know, things are pretty raw for her. So she's having a rough time. Mm -hmm. The first person that she meets in this little like wine bar place is this woman named Sophie. And then I listened to it. I wonder if they say something differently to describe Sophie. But I guess when you listen to it, they've read word for word. So maybe not. But mm -hmm. the narrator chose to do like an accent for Sophie. So it oh. made me think that there was like a description. But also like once I got to the end, I was like, okay, I could see like maybe why they chose to do that for Sophie specifically. Mm -hmm. um, so she meets Sophie and Sophie is like, how do I describe Sophie? She's like super put together, but like all of her clothes are like kind of old fashioned -y, but she also doesn't look out of place necessarily. Like she kind of seems like overly graceful and like kind, but the people in town are scared of her or at least have some sort of like standoffishness for her. Yeah. Um, so Annie starts her job at the school, but she also starts this relationship with Sophie. When Annie's working at the school, high school kids suck. The kids yeah. are really disrespectful. I guess Annie's last name is Crane, and she sort of resembles a bird in her features. Mm -hmm. And so, like, the kids will literally, like, make, like, chicken clucking sounds and things, like, in classes. And so Annie's having a really hard time. So she kind of really leans into this relationship that she has started to develop with Sophie, where they go to, like, farmer's markets, and she spends time at Sophie's super old but kind of creepy house. <laughs> like, so... um, Annie doesn't quite understand, though, why the rest of the town treats Annie differently because she's friends with Sophie now. Uh, I don't think it's a secret. It's not really a secret. It's pretty obvious in the book. I'm just going to go for it. Sophie's a witch. Sophie yeah, tells Annie pretty early much. on. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's like pretty obvious that like there's something up here, like um, the way that Sophie kind of does like tours of this old cottage that's like really run down and kind of spooky. And then Sophie's house is like this huge mansion. Is like haunted so mm. when annie is with sophie she doesn't see the ghosts or anything but when she's by herself like she's terrified she stays there one night and um like she sees somebody in the mirror behind her and she like hears like noises and stuff 
And Sophie, after she discloses that, like, yeah, I'm a witch. That's why everyone's scared of me. And Annie's like, oh, duh, clicks. But like yeah. I said, it's ob- it's very obvious to the reader. Like, that's where this is going. It's called freaking cackle. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we knew there was a, a witch, witch somewhere. Yeah. She's a witch. Um, <laughs> so Sophie is like hundreds of years old, like so old. And she just, she looks like she's in her 30s. But Sophie has really taken Annie under her wing and she's really encouraging Annie to like figure out who Annie is and she does not like Sam. So whenever she Annie has contact with Sam, she gets pretty upset about it. Sophie um, tells Annie that she's a witch because the spiders around her house, I guess Sophie can like communicate with them. I'm not sure exactly hmm. how that works, but you know, magic. Yeah. Um, but basically one of the spiders in Annie's house becomes like her pet. It's like a, it's like a pretty big spider. And so like, she'll talk about like stroking him. His name mm-hmm. is Ralph. Mm-hmm. His name is Ralph. Sophie makes yeah. him little outfits, like little bow ties and top hats. Like it's okay, kind well, of adorable. Right. Like I, I can't get mad about it. Like, yeah, the, like arachnophobia was not triggered in me. Um, and I don't love a spider. So, um, as Annie and Sophie's relationship develops, the people of the town start to get really concerned because, she's been there forever this town wouldn't exist probably without sophie because she does own like most of the town at this Mm -hmm. point Mm -hmm. she's been there for so long um like she started off in this like little cottage that she does show annie early on but isn't honest with her about she's just like oh yeah that's just like a little rundown place and she's like no i used to live there the mansion that she lives in now she's only lived in for like 100 years only 100 years only yeah (laughs) whatever no big deal um, so the town starts getting really nervous about Annie's relationship with Sophie and then weird stuff starts happening around Annie and Sophie is like, I'm helping you. I'm trying to help you like realize your potential and protect you and all sorts of things. So things start happening to like the kids in class that are making fun of Annie. Like with this one kid in class is like making these like chicken noises and Annie turns around and this kid stands up like he's going to throw up. And he, like, spits out this, like, black gunk, and then a giant spider comes Ooh. out of this kid. He gets pulled out of the school. Like, yeah. he never comes back. I, I wouldn't, wouldn't either. Nope, I'd be like, gone. We gotta move. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely terrifying. So, all this weird stuff starts happening around Annie. So, like, as the town people who know that this history exists, you know, like, everyone knows it gets passed down. But that fear means that they don't really get to know Sophie either. So, they don't really get to know Annie. So... Annie ends up in this situation where she's just like, well, I want to be part of this town, but I also don't want to continue to give up pieces of myself to make other people happy. Because throughout the story, as she's trying to figure out like where she stands with Sam, because Sam starts like dating somebody new and she hates that, but obviously she can't really do anything about that. But he still communicates with her. She's just like seeing this like new sense of independence because Sophie is so against him, right? Because Sophie hasn't had a relationship in hundreds of years so she's like i would never advocate for someone to look for a man or i would never tell you that you should find a relationship you should figure out who you are and you should do you so annie goes on some like blind dates and things and some weird stuff happens on this day i'm not going to tell you because it was wild but (laughs) weird stuff happens on this date enough to make like one of the other teachers on her at annie's school that set her up on this blind date like uncomfortable around her which just makes everything worse but Mm. sophie was like i didn't do that you did that So as Annie becomes more empowered and becomes who she should be, she develops some of her own powers, which I thought was super cool because it's basically a giant female empowerment book where they're like, Annie, there's no real like twist. Like, honestly, it's just, it's just the development of the story. But like, as Annie like realizes that that's who she is, she also realizes that like, 
maybe Sam's not what I want. Like, mm -hmm. how did I not notice these red flags? And how did I not notice that I like just bow down to whatever he wanted and like what he wants in like a revived relationship is just like her to be at his beck and call all the time. Like she used to be mm -hmm. like, she's just like, why do I want any of that? She's like, yeah. he looks different to me, but is he different? No, I'm different. And the way I experience that is different. Like the way I'm experiencing life is different. So basically Annie has to kind of decide like, what does she want? And I can't remember exactly what Sophie said, but something like having to give up everything for everything where it's like, mm -hmm. if you want to, have that life you have to give up what you have now and yeah. that can be hard but oh, that doesn't mean it's not worth it mm -hmm. it's scary and like, but worth it I've been there so I was just like wow I love this book <laughs> so um a lot of this is about the journey like that's basically the gist of like what this book is about but most of it is about this journey and like the experiences that Annie has while she's interacting with Sophie and the town and like you can see her confidence grow like it's honestly pretty impressive um, there are definitely some kind of spooky parts when she's interacting with the ghosts before she kind of understands the ghosts at Sophie's house. Her and Sophie do have an altercation where Sophie goes like full witch on her, which is pretty terrifying. Um, but overall, like kind of like yours, where it's just talking about like women are just kind of done with the bullshit. Yeah. Like <laughs> she just wants to do what she wants to do. And she's like, I can make my own life. I don't have to worry about somebody else. I can still have what I want, even if what I do want in the end is somebody, you know, mm -hmm. like yeah. I can have that on my own terms. It doesn't have to be on someone else's terms. Like I can do the thing that I want to do and have friendships and have a career. Like, it's like, I think for a really long time when we were taught it's either or, mm -hmm. but yeah. I love that there are so many books now that are not like that. It's like, no, you can have what you want to have and not have to just like give up pieces of yourself for somebody else. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of really see that in the way her relationship develops with Sam, the way it even develops with Sophie. Like she just like, she stands her ground at one point. Sophie gives her, um, she calls her like pet as like a nickname because Sophie has this kind of like New Englandish accent, which it makes sense when she was very old. Mm -hmm. um, but like Annie hits the point where she's just like, no. I'm not your pet. I'm a grown woman. Like I'm not a child. Like I am not your plaything. Like I am a human being who can make my own decisions. And Sophie was like, <laughs> you did it. You freaking did it. Like, it yeah. You got there, but she has Some to really push her. Yeah. And it makes like, it makes Sophie look bad sometimes, but I also understand like, sure. Sophie can be like kind of a domineering friend and like, that's not always ideal either. Like mm -hmm. Sophie's not perfect, obviously. But, like, just the way that she, like, kind of pushes Annie to realize who she is. I just really loved it. And then mm -hmm. the townspeople do seem to kind of accept everybody at, at some point. I mean, obviously, there's still a fear because everyone fears the unknown and, like, yeah. witches are scary. Um, but just as a whole, this is a really good book. Like, five out of five. I was here for the ride for sure. There was uncomfortable parts. There was spooky parts. But it was mostly just, like, very empowering. And I really love that in a book. I actually read quite a few things by Rachel Harrison and I really like her. Okay. So I have an audible credit right now. I'll probably find what else she's got coming up. It's another good Rachel. So another good Rachel. I'll have to see if she's in my favorite Rachel. <laughs> Could be. You'll have to check. Have to I love check. that like both our books had those kind of like still like those similar things of just like we didn't even pick that. We didn't do that on purpose. It's totally random. It was just supposed to be like magical realism, but that's yeah. awesome. Um come back next so I think we all told you, but we'll say it again. October is chock full of episodes. Packed. We are back to the regular scheduled everything. It's going to be great. Uh, next episode, we are doing true crime with local serial killers. So come back. 
uh, my guy's creepy and I'm really not looking forward to reading his book. So mine says child murderer. And I'm not sure if that means he's a child and a murderer or if he murders children. So I uh, guess we'll find out. Yeah, we will see. So come back. Listen to that. Um, I mean, if you don't want to listen to that because you don't like your crime like that's fine. There'll be another that one. There'll okay. be minis. We got a lot of things going on. Um, if you want to reach out to us, Instagram is not past your bedtime. Twitter, IIPYB underscore pod. TikTok is not past your bedtime. Oh, nailed it. You did it. That's it because we don't have a website anymore. Oh, that's right. I don't know why I've I'm got pausing. nothing to add. Yeah, I was keeping <laughs> going after that. Um, but yeah, that's it. If then, you know, we'll talk to all y'all later. If you ever have like good book recommendations, we're always here to listen. So that's all I got. Bye, everyone. Bye.